When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey, what's up? Welcome back. Donna and Steve, the experience on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun. Donna Valentine is out this morning. She's got a little laryngitis. We've got Elizabeth Reese from Twin Cities Live in all three hours today. Thanks for having me. Uh, thanks for coming in. You're welcome. Yeah, she, this was really great that she came in. I was. It might have been. At one point, I told Donna, hey, Mike and I will chat during the second two hours. Holly yeah. and I will chat yeah. during the first if we need to. to. You could You could always they make push it work. buttons and stuff. They got producing things to do. There's, There's a podcast, lot to do. All this sort of I stuff. I was happy to be able to help. It was like a miracle day that I didn't have yeah, much right. going on. And so um, well, I was able to Well, kudos to you because things. if someone called me on a Monday morning and yeah. said, hey, would you like to uh, pick up a shift? I know. No. Yeah, I get Thanks that. for your call. But it's fun to come And please lose in. my number, to quote Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yes. Oh, how do you feel about your buddy, Aaron oh, Rodgers? Oh, my buddy, my best friend. Man, How do you feel hard. about... All right, so Aaron Rodgers is going to go play for the Jets. He's he made that clear go. once they figure it all out. Yeah. Um, Adam Schefter, famed NFL insider, was trying to connect with him and get a scoop at some point. Somehow, he gets the information of Aaron Rodgers, who does not like dealing with sources. And both... Aaron Rodgers said this, and then Adam Schefter from ESPN confirmed it, but he texted him trying to get some information, and Aaron Rodgers just responded, nice try, buddy, lose my number. <laughs> and Adam Schefter then did a screen grab of that exact text. Yeah. Uh, so he wasn't feeling How did you feel about Aaron Rodgers' darkness retreat? I. It was so funny because um, I we were talking about it, and you know your kids absorb everything. So we talked about this darkness retreat, and then... Uh, a couple of weeks later, we said to the kids, yeah, it's looking like Aaron Rodgers is going to go play for the Jets. And they got so sad and they oh. were like, no. And then Bernie said, does that mean that we're still Packers fans? Oh, and I said, yeah. yes, this is an opportunity for a life lesson. Yes, it does mean that. But we will always love Aaron Rodgers. And she said, so he went into the darkness. And then he came, when you go into the darkness, you come out and then you go play for the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, I like this idea, though. I, you know, Aaron, listen, Aaron Rodgers has all of his woo-woo stuff, and you know me, I lean towards the woo. I think sure. I think sometimes you do have to drown out the noise. you got to get to the quiet, and you've got to figure it out, you know? Yeah. Did Jesus go to the mountaintop to meditate? Yes. I mean, when you have big decisions that you need to make, you can figure out how to do it. And if going to the darkness retreat is what works for him, you know, he's not like going to a bar and drinking himself blackout and then making a decision is fine. Yeah, there there are less healthy ways to pursue an answer. And it's a high it's a high pressure situation and he he wants to do the next right thing for him. 
I think a, I think a little darkness retreat is fine. I you know the way he talks about it. The like, darkness it probably felt weird since it was it was coming out of last year. What did what did he, what's the name of it again? I, he did ayahuasca. the ayahuasca drug. Ayahuasca. Yeah. yeah, the ayahuasca, which is like the deep trip drug where like you exercise your demons, you cry, you feel all the things, you have very very realistic hallucinations. Usually, like what people are doing is they're going and they're like signing up for an ayahuasca experience with a shaman. And then they, you know, are like a guide and then yeah. they take the medicine and then they go and do it. And now this is, you can't, I guess you can do it in the United States, if, but it's probably illegal. You have to go somewhere else to do it. It's probably happening near that Dairy Queen you mentioned earlier. It probably <laughs> is. They're, they're probably dealing ayahuasca. There's, um, but they're doing a ton of research on those plant medicines, like at Johns Hopkins. Did you read the, um, Michael Pollan wrote a book, This Is Your Mind on Plants. You know, Michael Pollan. Of, <laughs> I did not read that. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> Thank sorry. you for asking. Yeah. He's the famous from the, he wrote the omnivorous dilemma. You know, the saying, eat food, mostly plants, not too much. That's mm-hmm. him. He's very, very well known. And he wrote a whole book about plant medicines. And it was really fascinating, that book. Because then you kind of get into like the politics of this stuff. And right. yeah. the marketing and everything's marketing, you know. Yeah. And so why are why were these things falling out of favor? Why were they demonized? Why are they, you know, how yeah. can you misuse them? How can you use them properly? What's the uh, what are what's the cool research that's going on at universities and big hospitals all across the country now to try to treat things like PTSD? It's super fascinating. It's kind of like when we when we we were there for it, uh, when we came out of prohibition. And then as I understand I it, there was what a, a, <laughs> what a shift. There was a positive marketing message now, alcohol celebrated, right. uh, marijuana demonized. Right. And I, I'm not a professor on this topic. I've not studied it. However, if you just with the information, the anecdotal information that we have, mm-hmm. it feels like you could make a stronger case for those to be flip flop just in terms of um, domestic situations rarely, I think, again, I'm not a doctor, so I'm probably wrong on all this, rarely fueled by uh, mellow marijuana high, often right. fueled by alcohol. Right. Addiction issues, you know? all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. yeah, drunk driving. I'm sure high driving is bad, too. Yes. Uh, but I think maybe drunk driving is maybe worse. Well, it's inter- throughout history when you've looked at like the marketing of a product. Okay, this even happened with soap. This was fascinating when I talked to a woman who makes like bar soaps. Mm -hmm. She was telling me about the research that she did into soap and soft soap is the brand. It's still out there, right? That creates liquid soap. And if you want to market something as good, the, another piece of that is to market something else as bad. You demonize one thing in order to make the thing that you're trying to sell better. And that was like classic throughout marketing history. Mm -hmm. So it was liquid soap is better this is we love liquid soap. By the way, bar soap is disgusting and dirty, right? Mm. Even though that's what we've been using for years and years because they wanted to sell you a new product, right? And so, anytime you have like a company that's demonizing one thing, you know, just like trans fats are better, they're cleaner and healthier, and real fats bad. Yeah. But then it turns out that's not always the case, guys. Let's stop quickly to we mentioned it in wow. passing earlier. Part of your complete breakfast. Oh, what? <laughs> oh. We just think, who was defining complete? What nutritional guidelines were they using? Right. I don't know if a bowl of Frosted Flakes is, in fact, according to my doctor, part of my complete breakfast. I just don't think it is. I don't think it is. What do you think about this? Lucky Charms, I think, have the same amount of sugar as Cheerios. Uh... My kids gave me this information, maybe. and I looked it up before, and it's weird. And I think, well, maybe those are different kind of sugars because it feels like Lucky Charms 
though better. Cheerios are trash. It feels like <laughs> they're worse for you because anytime you're eating a cardboardy, marshmallowy mm, blimp mm-hmm. or hot air balloon, mm-hmm. that's probably not as good for my body as opposed to Honey Nut Cheerios. Well, Honey Nut Cheerios, I thought you meant plain Cheerios. I bet plain Cheerios have less sugar than Lucky Charms, yeah, but I bet Honey Nut Cheerios and Lucky Charms, I w- I'm, if I were going to place bets, I would say they probably have the same amount of sugar. It is fascinating, like, when you look at the 80s and the 90s, and what will we look at in 20 years and think was healthy? There's things from the 80s and the 90s that we think are healthy, that we thought were healthy then, like Snackwell's cookies right. were like it. It was the thing. And then then later on, remember, I was just thinking the other day, remember when those Olestra potato chips came out? And they were that weird fat that they were they had to like put on the bag. Like, if you eat too much of this, you're gonna have diarrhea. Oh no! But, it's less fat. <laughs> but it was like that artificial manufactured fat. Oh, and they didn't last for very long. Don't you remember this? Oh, I don't remember. Them. I gotta look this up. I do remember really enjoying like uh, baked lays. If you give me baked lays, and I'm sure they're baked, and so they're not fried. I don't know what that means. Yeah. But I, I don't know that those are. A ton better for me or not, but I really like the taste of them. Miguel, what did you find out in regards to sugar content? It's all about the same. So the Lucky Charms, 10 grams of sugar per serving. Honey Nut Cheerios and Cheerios, both nine. So okay. literally oh. a gram Yeah, it's not too far off. No. Okay, so Olestra was they it's the molecule has the same taste and mouth feel as regular fat but your intestines can't absorb it so the idea was you can eat all these chips but then you're not going to absorb the fat and so then it's going to be better for you the but toilet became, salesmen were like this is great yes, it became for famous us. for its warning of and i quote abdominal cramping and loose stools <laughs> oh my God, chips Oh my gosh, I love the 90s. I have a handful, I have two. Now, and the it was wow, exclamation point, the chips. Yeah, that's what you'll be saying later. <laughs> when you're running when you, the yeah, wow. wow, you come out of there. <laughs> wow. I think it might be those Olestra chips. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take a break. Feels like a good time to do that. When we come back, um, hey, we have a study about being an adult. Here's my question for the class. At what point in your life did you feel like, okay, now I am an adult? What What age were you thinking, okay, I feel I'm doing this. I think I'm doing this. Uh, we'll get to that. And then also the adult skills that you should have that I check the list. I don't have all of these skills. We'll go through that. When we come back, it's done. Oh, hey, guys. It is Donna for my friends over at Bradshaw and Bryant, specifically Mike Bryant. He tells me justice for the injured is a slogan at Bradshaw and Bryant. But it's also the reason they're attorneys, because people are going to need a lawyer who's going to fight for their rights. And at Bradshaw and Bryant, they believe that they can achieve justice for you, give you the best legal representation possible. If you've suffered from a personal injury as a result of an accident, listen, contact an attorney as soon as you can at Bradshaw and Bryant for a free consultation. Mike Bryant says, you know, some potential concerns that people may have about hiring a lawyer is cost but he assures me that it doesn't cost you anything to meet to discuss your case and the attorneys really they only get paid if there is an actual settlement for so many years mike bryant has been named a super lawyer by his peers he's been named among minnesota's top personal injury lawyers uh, by minnesota law and politics you can contact him for a free consultation at minnesotapersonalinjury.com Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Happy that you're hanging with us on this first day of spring. Just look out your window. Mmm, spring have sprung. Put some sort of spring frock on. Yes. Walk outside. 
expose your feet oh, oh, and oh see what mercy. happens. <laughs> Jeez, Louise, feet. yeah. Expose your feet. There's all sorts of things in my homeowner's association about exposing things. <laughs> like, frowned upon. Uh, anyway, Not in Minneapolis. You that, do whatever you want. In you the have big your city. chickens. Big city. You have your hens. You have you have it all out oh, there. Freedom. Um, freedom. That's the voice of Elizabeth Reese. She is the host, co-host of Twin Cities Live. Truth. Ben Lieber, your muscular co-host. <laughs> Feels like you guys were like, let's get a more muscular person who that really last has gravitas. So <laughs> he was so scrawny. Now Ben's off this week. He's in Aruba or somewhere Bahamas. beautiful. Okay. Yeah, he's va- he's on um, spring break vacay. Then we'll That's be back awesome. together next week, and then I go on vacay. So who's filling in today? Paul Folger from Five Eyewitness News. Oh, Paulie. Kelly then, Hansen filled in on Friday. And then we've got you tomorrow. tomorrow. Your first time returning. You know what it's going to be so special about this as What's you that? return to Twin Cities Live? Is that think about the last time we were on that show together. And we were very sad. You know, I mean, this is all a good decision for you. People always ask, how's Steve doing? People ask me this all the time. I say, uh, Steve we're is not great. sure. <laughs> Donna still feels guilt about you taking this show and not literally we just had that conversation on Friday. I want her to release the guilt. She said that to you before. I thought, why are you saying this again? She said it to me last week. Um, There is no need for any sort of guilt because this was all you and I had had lots of really, uh, you know, lots of conversations about this schedule and all of these things. And we all knew we had always talked about what a wonderful season we were having together on Mm -hmm. television. And we appreciate, I think we appreciate it every day, seven years. And I think that you you knew the first time that you and I talked about me leaving that that possibility was about five months before I left. Right. Oh yeah. So summer, this we were know? at very honest conversations. There was no no surprise. But that last day was very sad. I mean, remember how sad we cried yeah. and we just like we had a hug before the show and like your family was there and it was just it was so it was just very sad because it was an end of a really beautiful season. Mm-hmm. And now we get to work together in different areas too. But now when you come back, like it's going to be so happy. We're not going to have that sad day. Again. I've, yeah. And I, uh, you know, I appeared once on the show a few months ago when ring nation was just launching. Yeah. So I came on for that, but that was, you know, like you're a guest, you're in a segment, bada bang, and then you're out. So it'll be fun to be back in the guest co-host chair. My question is, do we have a good show tomorrow? What's going on? I think I, I mean, haven't looked ahead. You I got to drive in from Chaska. Yeah, I don't look that far. I, I'm going to look, I, I focus on today. Also, I hate to be too forward. What's the pay? <laughs> it's, not, not that, it's not as great as what you made before when you actually have the job. <laughs> it is less I'll tell now. you that right now. All right. Good enough. That's tomorrow, uh, 3 o'clock until 4.30. You can watch Twin Cities Live today, 3 o'clock on Channel 5. I'll be back with you here next week, too. And everybody's watching the show. I mean, the show is just doing extremely well. Probably better than it's ever done in its 14, almost 15-year history. We're solid right? number one. We are, really, awesome. um, we are really great. And we are going to celebrate 15 years on the wow. air next month. This is sort of unheard of for a, a local television show like this. It's pretty unbelievable. Yeah, unless you're the news. Right. And then it's you're on. pretty tough to do. Right. 15 years is a really big deal. Um, so we're going to be doing some fun retrospectives and looking back and celebrating because we've just been thinking so much about how we've been part of people's lives. You know, that's the best part of this deal is people telling you. The rhythm of their day, being into that is just so cool. It's just amazing. Like I plan this part around, or I have memories of watching this show with my mom who's now passed, or I was home on maternity leave and I felt like still connected to the world, even though I was, you know, having a hard time feeling a little isolated. Like all of Mm -hmm. these stories are so amazing and it's what keeps it so fun i happen to think we're we're big and i speak of twin cities live when i say we're big in closed circuit television and hospitals because i feel like so many people are like hey <laughs> broke my ankle 
found you guys, felt good that you seemed happy and life could be happy still. I know. Uh, it is really sweet, yeah, being a part of their day. So 15 years. 15 years. Wow. Is going to be April uh, April 21st. Hey, and don't forget, you were, when you made the, the jump from news to Twin Cities Live, yeah. did, um, did your higher-ups say, this is a really excellent decision? <laughs> they didn't. <laughs> no, my direct supervisors... <laughs> at the sure. time yes who nameless no, who no longer work here who are fine people and who yeah. are very passionate about what they do i'm sure meant well in terms of career also guidance. used the term and i believe career suicide yikes was mentioned yikes that was then so that term was thrown around it was a different world because it, it was 14 years ago right when that happened and Maybe so here I should you have are. said it don't email me i don't feel that way yeah. um, anyway that's um it was interesting but that's true it was seen as that I think really is a testament to the amazing nature of the longevity of this show. Yeah. That at the beginning, I mean, even people in the building who were putting it on, who were working really hard to make it happen, were like, let's see how long this goes. Yeah. <laughs> it's really fascinating. And I even told I told our boss, Mandy Toddick, who she started the show, I said to her, When this thing hits ten years, Mandy, we gotta have a backup plan, you and me, because this hits 10 years. Good Company was on for 12 years. I was like, this thing hits 10? Hmm. We got to have a backup plan. She's like, I know. We got to have a backup plan. <laughs> Turns out, then they came to us and they said, so we're going to want you to do an extra half hour. Oh, remember yeah. that? I do remember that. We're going to want you to turn this show into 90 minutes. Yeah, stay on till 4.30. And we were like, okay. Um, but so, they're always, at, they'll ask for two things, either more of you or less of you. And you want to yeah. go with the first one. The latter is the last one, right? The latter is the last okay. one. Yeah, you want to say the and, and don't actually in the that former. case that's what you want to say instead of the first one. Mm-hmm. Feels good to correct you. <laughs> I'm sure it does. <laughs> She's an oldest sister. I'm a baby of the family. I'd like that isolated. That's her new ringtone for me. Uh, we don't even need to do the study intro. Don't worry about that. There was a little study out talking about when when do you feel like you have become an adult. Someone pulled 1,000 millennials and Gen Zers between the ages of 18 and 42. 57 percent said they still don't really have a handle on the whole adulting thing. 80% of Gen Zers said that. Half of the millennials, that's how it broke down. But here's some of the things that you should know how to do as an adult. Life skills. Okay. Car stuff, for instance. 63% said they could not change their own oil if they had to. No way. I Absolutely don't even know not. where to get the oil. Do you have to go you have to go under the car. I always see them under there. Is it there. avocado oil? Is it coconut oil? I think it's any oil. It's what always kind of oil, oil of your choosing. Are we using? How about um could you tie a tie? No. Mm-mm. No, absolutely. And not. that's kind of gender specific. Yeah. But I remember I had to tie a tie for a neighbor's son. He was out of town and the neighbor the neighbor's son was going to mm-hmm. prom or a dance or something like that. And the like, wife was like, I don't know how to do come, it. Yeah, I'll come right behind no, you. No, I have this. no idea how to tie a tie. That's a sk- I don't need to learn that. 46% of people have never tied a tie. Uh, 41%, per- uh, 41% of people don't know how to sew a hole. If you gave me the instruments that I needed to sew up a hole, what, in my pants or a shirt? A needle and thread? The Not- instruments? <laughs> I mean, oh. I just tried to approach it respectfully. <laughs> I wouldn't have a clue. A button falls off, that part of the shirt just no longer has a button. Oh, shoot. Really? How oh, do you I can do, do that. that. You just thread the needle and then tie a little knot on the end of the thread and then just very bad knot tire. Well, that's because you have shaky hands. Sorry. That was personal. You want to bring up my bunion? You know, my bunion has gotten worse. Is bad. I know. I have a couple things that might help your bunion. That's a person. I posted a video recently of me at a water park and 
my big toe in multiple shots. I had to edit around it a little because my big toe had just leaned over top of the middle finger toe. You need barefoot shoes and toe separators, like, immediately. We're ordering them in this break. Just FYI, pull I up your them. Amazon Lou account. Who got them for me for Father's Day a couple years ago. Yeah, thanks. Any other parts of my body you want me to change? <laughs> we'll play a game next. Hello, it is Rocco for Crescent Tide Cremation Services. You know I talk about Crescent Tide because my mom's still around. Saw her on Saturday. Uh, she's a client of Crescent Tide um, because she wanted to have things buttoned up when it is her time. And she wanted to have things done her way. And she wanted to have things all settled for her kids so we wouldn't have to stress about it. And then she said, I'll even pay for it so you don't even have to pay for it. And I said, Mom, they just started $800. My sister and I probably could have came up with that. She's like, nope. Uh, I want to make sure everything's buttoned up for you guys. So thanks, Mom. Uh, she went to Crescent Tide because they keep things simple, transparent, and affordable. She never has wanted a big, expensive, fancy funeral. She just uh, wants to have a simple cremation and then has to go have a nice dinner. So she paid for this. Uh, when I say transparent, it means if you want to make little add-ons, a fancy urn, a visitation, you can do that, but they're going to talk you through it. And affordable, I think you get that. Simple cremation start at just $800. Check them out today. Look at those Google reviews. Crescent Tide Cremation. Welcome back. You're listening to the radio. My Talk 1071. You might be listening to your Alexa or your phone. You could be in all sorts of places. We have listeners. Elizabeth, I need to... What a freedom. What, what a time to be alive. But just remind you that this is a global show. We have listeners in South Africa. Oh, I love that. Um, we've heard from people in Russia before. China. Hmm. Canada. These are places oh, on the Canada. globe. Great theme song they have up there in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> it's the national anthem. I have lots of respect for Canada and Canadians in general. Did you see Avril Lavigne had like that? Um, she was presenting in oh, New yeah. York. Did you see that? Why was the person protesting? Uh, they were the protesting. There's something that they're doing in Ontario that she is mad about. I believe it's some sort of environmental thing, but I could be wrong. And so she was topless, this woman, who came up on stage during Avril Lavigne's um, speech, and then she had things written on her back in Sharpie to make the point about the cause that she was protesting. And so um, Avril got mad and said that that she was interesting. She said, set the bleep down, bleep. And Mm. then she said, I will go full Canadian on you, and I will bleep up bleep up and i thought what a fascinating thing to say because culturally speaking those of us outside of canada now i don't want to typecast all canadian people or stereotype them right. but generally the canadian people in general have a reputation of being docile yeah and kind not bleep a bleep up not a bleep a bleep up if That's, you said I, if like you said what's full canadian and if you if i was on millionaire right and they said what is full canadian does yes. that mean like the weird bacon Mountains, story, bounties, overly apologizing, overly apologizing. I would if if bleep a bleep up was an option. I wouldn't have chosen that. I didn't know that going full Canadian meant bleeping a bleep bleep up. up. And so then I got me thinking about all the Canadians that I know, and then if they've ever bleeped a bleep up, Canadians are interesting though because they swear more than any other person, like uh, collectively as a group. Like there's a lot of casual swearing. That is much more accepted than it is here. It's a little bit like New York, you know, where yeah. in the East Coast people tend to use curse words more, um, you know, just in conversation. Yeah. Frequently. Sorry. 
Sorry, but then they say sorry, but then they also oops, sorry about that. Swear a lot. It's a it's process. I struggle with process. Process is my favorite. There is a show called Heartland that Lou watches. It's like the the therapy show essentially. If you want something not void of conflict, but just it's like a cozy show that you can put on. It's called Heartland. It's it's been on for I don't know sixteen years, I think, in Canada. And now it's available on Netflix. Oh, this is great news. <laughs> I'm going to watch this. <laughs> wow. It is like set on some beautiful Canadian ranch. Yes. And it's a family that owns horses. And there's all sorts of stuff. Oh, but, I'm uh, starting this today. Oh, wow. This is this is fascinating. Um, it's a lot of process talk, though. Mm-hmm. And there was a scene. And she's, she's uh, numb to it now. She's been watching it. But I'll just come in and it'll be on. And then it's like, well, Bill, have you asked her about the what sort of the process we're doing there? Mm-hmm. And th- this guy said process like five times in the span of 30 seconds. I was like, guys. Everything's a process. Evidently. What's the process? I'll tell you what the process is. Bleep, bleep up. <laughs> uh, hey, there's a giant blob of seaweed. Where? That is headed toward Florida. Ooh, where, I'm going to Florida. Is it going to be there in the time that I arrive? And the which blob coast? might be there. It is comprised of 10 tons of sargassum algae. Al- algae. <laughs> what is happening to you? Are you okay? Can I say something? Yeah. In my head, perfect diction, always pronounce things correctly, etc. Right. I think it's this chair. Do you get nervous? I me? know what. <laughs> you're, you're scaring me. I know what algae is. Elizabeth, I know what algae is. I believe you. I'm just saying when I'm reading it and it's A L G A E. Listen, I'm going to tell you something that happened on Friday on the show. Okay. Drew, our photographer, who's wonderful, he produces these Paul's Trip to the Movie segments. You hear Paul here on My Talk 1071, Paul yeah. McGuire Grimes. And Drew, in his kind heart way, was writing out a word for me phonetically to read. I, not surprisingly, failed to read the script ahead of time. And so I was just going into this thinking, this is no problem. I will glance at this. And then I got to chit-chatting with Kells Bells. And so I didn't look you at didn't the script. Look at, yeah. And then I had to say the word that was spelled out extra polation. And so I said, as it was phonetically spelled, mm-hmm. this show is called extra polation. And mm. then I thought, or it's extrapolation. Mm. And so I said that, and I'm not really sure. And Drew, in all of his glory, had had put this into phonetic spelling for me. Just crushed but like on not, the sidelines. It wasn't. That's not the right phonetically way to spell it. That is it. not, yes. And so then I said extrapolation. And then now I will never be able to look at the word extrapolation without being very concerned. This is like, um, it just happened with me with Al, what did I say? Algae? LJ. LJ. <laughs> and then I said algae, which Softly. I still want to know about the blob. Uh, There's a giant blob and it's going toward Florida. Um, Key West. Uh, is where it's washing up right now. It's trekking all the way across the Caribbean toward Florida. It stinks. Oh, it's shoot. It's letting out like a rotten eggs kind of a smell. <gasps> uh, sulfur. The chemicals can also present a bit of a risk for people with respiratory issues. That being said, when it's in the water where it's supposed to be, it, it can be a good thing. But like right now on some uh, Caribbean beaches, sargassum is piling up uh, five to six feet deep. And Barbados needs to employ 1,600 dump trucks a day to haul away the giant sea blob. There we go. From sea blob to soup of the day. Come down for moose soup after. It's always a surprise. Oh, no, it's mac and cheese. It's always a surprise. Oh, no, it can't be. Soup with soup. 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 So
All right, we'll call Chef Ryan and find out what the soup of the day is. This is exciting. Yeah, we always get so hungry at this time of day. Yeah, yeah, I get it. He doesn't always pick up. Cafeteria's friend. Hey, Brian. Hey. You're on the radio, man. Isn't it awesome? That's so good. Donna's out today because she has laryngitis. Elizabeth Reese is here. Hi, Brian. Hi. Um, tell us what the soup du jour is. I got uh, broccoli cheese. Oh, today. that's a good one. No way. And the, in the intro song, it says, oh, no, it's brock and cheese. Oh, is that Any a bad thing? No, 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 no. Please don't take any offense. Um, <laughs> let's spin this into, yeah, play it one more time, Mike. I want you to hear it, Brian. You never get All to right. hear it. Yeah, isn't that nice? That's yeah, a full that's song good. that you get. Um, by the way, what is the entree today? I got a Nashville fried chicken sandwich. Wow. That's a little spicy in there, huh? A little spice, yeah. Oh, man. It's good, though. How's your bracket after, after the first weekend of March Madness? It's burnt. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, dumpster fire. <laughs> That's everybody's yeah, March Madness well. bracket. It was just psychotic. All right, PKU. Yeah, KU go bye bye. Oh. Uh, Purdue number one seed. They go bye bye. Bye All right, and now it's time for us to go bye bye. See you, Brian. Bye bye. We say bye bye to Bri Bri. Bye bye. Do you want to promote anything that's coming up on your television show today? Paul Folger is filling in today, which is going to be very fun. So he always shows up with just stories. He's great. Just stories. And then he usually hides something behind his back in the chair that he's sitting in that you used to occupy. I remember. And then he'll just randomly pull said item out and then share some sort of fun story about it. So it's going to be great. We got Paul Folger and then Steve Patterson tomorrow, the triumphant return to Twin Cities Live. I would imagine that the uh, tease that you're going to shoot today saying like, hey, coming up today on Twin Cities Live. We don't do those anymore. You don't do those? No, it's great. We got other stuff going on. How are you going to tell people that I'm on? I'll say it today on the show, okay? Okay. I will say it I'm on the show. I'm starting to regret this decision. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's Elizabeth Reese. Big thanks to her for filling in today. Watch her today at 3 o'clock on Channel 5 on Twin Cities Live. Uh, 